I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And probably going to start out here by apologizing for any audio quality issues and the state of my voice. Um, I traveled over the last weekend and I have caught traveler's flu or con flu, whatever you want to call it. So if I suddenly go very quiet in the middle of a sentence or my voice is too croaky to be heard properly, I apologize in advance. But I will try today, to fix it in post, Carly. Sandra so. will work some editing magic, <laughs> editing magic, though. She's fabulous. But today, since we just did the Battle of the Dads, we thought it might be thematic to stay with the topic of family. And let's look at some mummy issues. <laughs> let's 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 have a little bit of a character dive into Mary. And I will say, for once, Sandra has no notes because nope. she knew we were doing Mary about Five minutes before we started recording. Yeah. I'll let you Because pick. she said to me, Yep. She went, pick the topic. And because I'm a dickhead, <laughs> I picked the topic about five minutes before we met on Zoom. So I didn't give her a chance. Have you been stressed about this? Have you been like, they've not told I'm, me the topic? What is happening? No, no, no. No, I haven't. I haven't been stressed until you just told me we were going to be talking about Mary. And then I was like, <laughs> okay. So no, I'm um, I'm good. I think we what can. What did you think? What I had you think no I was idea pick? what you might pick. Really, I didn't know. I guess oh. I should have just, maybe I should have been worried because I was like, maybe I should be more prepared. But no, I was like, eh, we can figure it out. We could do this thing. We yeah. could do the thing. So Sandra is venturing into the world of winging it with the Wikipedia page. That's <laughs> just what's happening today. <laughs> just, just looking at the Wikipedia page. I've got it open. I probably won't look at it, but I've got it open. Mm-hmm. Jinx is here as well. So if you hear any random... Um, you know, like just random noises in the background or me going, stop it, get down, why you like this. It's not me. Good Lord. <laughs> it's not Sandra. She hasn't fucked with the folders in the Google Drive anymore. It's the cat being his best cat self. He's at the moment standing with two feet on my desk in between all the wires, just looking cute. He's just sat there. He may come and rub his head on the mic. I apologize in advance. He is not controllable by any human methods. So I want to know, Carly, what, what made Mary stand out as the topic that you just wanted to talk about today? So I figured, I I did figure since we just, well, yeah, no, Battle of the Dads will be out by the time, at the time Mm -hmm. of recording, we have Mm -hmm. just recorded Battle of the Dads, Mm -hmm. um, but it won't be out yet, but it will be by the time you're listening to this. So that whole sentence was redundant. I figured it would probably be like thematic to stay with that. I was looking through the list of I just feel things. like you wanted to rant, though. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit, but also like I'm sick anyway, so I don't have a great deal of brain space. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I can't pick something that is going to need me to think and form a coherent opinion. Yeah, I want to be able to get on on mic and go. Mary Winchester fucking sucks. She's a terrible mother, a terrible character. Fuck you, Mary. Sam Smith is amazing. You are wonderful. I love you very much. Mary sucks. Like, please stop advocating for your character. She's terrible. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I just wanted to rant a little bit. So yeah, yeah. that was, I, I'll lie and be like, oh no, it was thematic. It tied into what we've been, <laughs> been doing. But no, it's just because I hate Mary Winchester and I wanted to rant at her a little bit. So yeah, you want me to, to haul off on 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 my rants first, or do you want to? Um, do, do you have a more nuanced opinion? On Mary. No, I don't necessarily think nuance, but I mean, I think if we talk about the show as a whole and how really it tends to be about family, it does make sense that Mary played such an important part in the storyline from the very beginning and was still this kind of ghost or shadow, just like John was. Um over the boys, but for, I think, different reasons. Uh, I think there was more the absence of Mary and what uh-huh. that might have been like for Sam and Dean. I will say, I think it's because the show has been on for, was on for so long. 
right? They actually did have that opportunity of not only kind of starting it off with Mary and having it be the finding out the mystery of what happened to her, resolving that, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. big bad by I think the end of season two, and then bringing her back 10 years later, but bringing her back 10 years later to work through all of that other stuff, uh, uh, other shows wouldn't have the opportunity to do that, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, it's a, it's a show that breaks all the rules anyway. So yeah, why not bring back the dead mom and, you know, throw Mm. her into the mix as well. Um, Yeah. The ranting about her definitely want to hear, but also I think if we tie it back to how she did affect the boys, um, maybe differently um yeah growing up the having the vision or version of her that dean had of her being this perfect mom and then getting that broken or realizing it was really just this uh creation you know uh, in his mind mm-hmm. from a young age and sam literally not having any memory or recollection of her and what that probably did for him that absence um and how it affected john and then how it affected them when she came back yeah because it was definitely very different um for i think both of the boys similar but still different so yeah but no feel free i because i know i I know we think very very um similarly about when she was brought back and how she yeah, I think she did. I'll, 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 t- I'll touch on that briefly. I think Mary coming back was not the start of the decline, but it was a hundred percent shit. We've run out of ideas. Shit, we've been renewed for another season, and we got nothing, guys. We got nothing. Fuck. Um, bring the mum back. We can do something with that, mm-hmm. and that's like next season's problem. Mm-hmm. But I. I'm in I'm in the very unique position um of actually being able to identify with John uh which is it's not a position I try to be in very often because as we know I think he's a wanker but having lost I, I like I I lost a parent um and my oldest son was 2 when I lost my mum and my youngest son was not even a twinkle in his dad's eye i don't know if that idiom crosses the pond mm-hmm. but yeah. it just means he wasn't mm-hmm. far off wasn't even wasn't even a feature so i'm in the unique well i suppose it's not unique but <laughs> unique in that i identify with john with having lost this very very pivotal you know foundation of my life mm-hmm. And having children to raise at the same time. And let me tell you all the ways I didn't fucking do what John did. All right. So I have always been very, very careful with my sons not to pass on my grief. So I talk about my mum and I tell my son funny stories about her and, you know, like things she did when I was little. And I tell him, I tell him these stories and I tell him, you know, these these silly little anecdotes and like things she would say and things like that. So I feel like my son, I would probably, I would have to ask him, but I feel like he has like a good idea of this character in my life, but that's all she is to him. Mm-hmm. She's a character in my life. She has no bearing on his life whatsoever. There are pictures of her in my house. But if if you asked him who was in that picture, he would probably respond with your mum if he was talking to me or like mummy's mum. But if you showed him a picture he'd never seen before of her, he would have no idea who she is. She's just not a character in his life, you know? And I I was always really keen to not not pass on my grief not pass on the burden of a deceased relative because ultimately 
she's never going to be a factor in his life. You know, mm. he's never going to all the all the dreams that she had that I had of what her retirement was going to look like and all the horrible old lady shenanigans she was going to, you know, inflict on my boy. They never they they never came to pass. It's never going to happen. And I saw no reason to burden my son with borrowed grief. He's not grieving this woman. He doesn't even know she's gone. You know, he was two. You know, it didn't... Children process grief in a very different way to adults. So I was always really keen not to put that on him. And of course, my younger son, he doesn't know. I mean, he's only four, so he doesn't know anything beyond the end of his nose anyway. Mm -hmm. But again, he's maybe aware in a sort of abstract way that uh, he has a mum, so maybe I have a mum, you know, or, I mean, he may, he may not even understand that much. He's an enigma, that child. He does not, <laughs> he's not bound by your mortal laws. He's a law unto <laughs> himself. But that was always, it was, that was always really crucial for me. And John went the complete opposite way. <laughs> John was like, I'm going to hammer these children with all of my grief. So, of course, he passed it down to Dean, who at four, of course, would have recognised the loss of his of his mum. And, of course, it was a very traumatic night. It was a traumatic event. It would have stuck in his mind. Heaven forbid John put the child in therapy. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't... <sighs> If John had not done the things he'd done, it would not have solidified so hard in Dean. And he would not then have tried to pass that along to Sam. And I've read so much fanfic that it gets mixed up with canon. But as far as I'm aware, they, ha they did have a couple of arguments where Sam was just like, I don't care. I don't know what you want from me. I didn't know this person. I don't care about this vendetta. And Dean being like, she was our mother. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Mm -hmm. Maybe that happened in show. Maybe it happened in a fanfic I read. I don't fucking remember. Mm -hmm. But again, it all it all comes back to John. If he'd got his shit together, oh, John had got his shit together, we wouldn't have been a different show. But if he'd got his shit together and had not passed on that burden of grief, that responsibility of grief, to Dean, and then again to Sam. It, I just, they, they, they would have been slightly mentally healthier people. It's the only way. Yeah. I yeah. Think, and like, yeah. I, I, I identify with John and I hate it, but I identify with John in that it's, it's, it's like someone's cut your arm off. It's like you're fundamentally missing a part of you and you have no way to get it back. You have no way to heal the void that is left by the absence of this person. And when you take my, my route of kind of keeping that grief with you, it's very lonely mm -hmm. because people say to you, people lie when people die. They do. That's just a fact of life. You'll never forget them. They'll always be with you. That's a lie. My my mum has been gone for eight years now. And I don't remember what she looks like anymore. I see her in photos and I go, yeah, that's my mum. But if I try and conjure a mental image, my brain does not remember what she looks like anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the sound of her voice anymore. You forget these things. Your brain cannot hold on to information like that indefinitely especially sense memories it just can't mm -hmm. so it's, it's lonely and i've had people say to me because i'd like i have obviously spoken to people i've been like i'm forgetting her i'm 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 worried that i'm gonna forget her completely like i'm forgetting all these really crucial parts of what made her a person and they're like no you won't you know make keep her alive tell the kids about her and i'm like why would I do that? Why would I burden them with this? This is my issue. It's not their issue. They didn't know her. And I don't want them to ever feel like this shadow of this deceased relative is over them 
in any way. So it is lonely. Mm -hmm. It is. I don't know if you personally, Sandra, have seen the Disney. It might have been DreamWorks, actually. The movie Coco. Yeah, Um, that was a beautiful movie. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. It was. I was heavily pregnant with my second son when we went to go watch that. It Mm -hmm. was like my kid's first trip to the cinema. Mm -hmm. He was about six. And we were like, oh, we'll take him to the cinema. We'll go see this movie. And I cried in the cinema so much. And what what did what really did for me was there's a scene in the movie where they go he uh, he wants his guitar doesn't he not the not the little boy his his spoiler alert his actual dad mm-hmm. um, he wants a guitar and they go to the people who are not crossing over for the day of the dead and it's one of them um, sort of I suppose passes away again because there's no one in the living world that remembers them anymore so there's nothing to keep them alive in the afterlife oh my god it was a fucking mess it was disgusting mm-hmm. oh my god that was so many tissues it was awful because i was like that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen because i am the youngest in my immediate family anyway my cousins are older than me i have no siblings so i'll be the last person that remembers my relative mm-hmm. and when i'm gone she will go. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that I won't get to see her in the afterlife or will I get to see her before she goes because I remember her? Mm-hmm. You know, the the movie was not clear. I needed <laughs> the movie to be slightly more clear. But that that always stuck with me that I will be I will be the last person alive one day that remembers this woman and remembers who she was and the impact she had on the world. Yeah. So I get it. John not wanting Mary to be for, forgotten, you know, and I suppose, although it was a supernatural death, you could equate it with, you know, a random murder, mm-hmm. wanting justice, wanting vengeance, wanting someone to pay mm-hmm. for your loss. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But you can't fuck your kids up, John. Well, you can. You did. But you shouldn't have done. Because what did it get him in the end? Well, I think, too, it becomes... I don't think he... I don't think he shared any of the good stories about her. I just think it was whatever memories Dean held on to. Because I really don't think that there was any real discussion like I don't think John liked talking about Mary at all I really can't see him speaking about her often yeah and I think that's where you get the all the grief all the because I I I think there can be there can be a balance in what you pass on in terms of stories, right? Like there can be grief, but there can also be when it, when it's organic in conversation or when something's happened and uh, traditionally, like, you know, you, you do something at Christmas or a holiday and it becomes something that, you know, this is something that mom used to do or, or whatever. I don't, I don't ever get that feeling that he really talked about her. Cause I mean, Sam really says he knows nothing about her yeah. except for what Dean had maybe mentioned here or there. So I think Dean was maybe the the torchbearer when it came to Mary for Sam. And I feel like yeah. I feel like Mary became another beating stick in John's repertoire. Mm-hmm. Especially because as we know, as we have discussed, John would beat Dean to keep Sam in line, metaphorically, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. physically, we don't know, but metaphorically Whatever Sam did, Dean copped for it because he should have been there or he should have been watching or he should have stopped him or he should have Mm -hmm. looked out for him or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Mary, she she went from John's wife, you know, his the the love of his life, maybe. I mean, he had a whole other kid with someone else. So maybe. Don't know. Mm -hmm. That was that was another weird. Oh fuck, we've run out of ideas. Fuck, pull a brother up shit it's all right um and then we'll forget about the brother for like 
so many seasons <laughs> and then we'll bring it back. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but then, you know, she changed from from that to just another way to keep Dean in line and by proxy keep Sam in line. He beats Dean over the head with, we're trying to find the thing that killed your mum. Why are you being like this? And then, you know, Dean has to put his tail between his legs and go, oh, Sam, you know, we... We have to leave because we've we've got to get the thing that killed mom, you know. Yeah. And she just became another another thing for John to beat his kids over. Yeah, effectively. she was just a symbol for such a long time. I think even in the pilot, I mean, aside from the initial um, scene, I think Sam and Dean go at it on the bridge there's a discussion about mom and dean gets very like i think he grabs sam and like pushes him and like you know it's like you know don't don't i don't know if it's don't talk about mom like that or or something but there's there's a division like you said right away where you know sam has no sam is choosing i think not to be run run around by this and dean mm. dean is in it and follows his dad and that becomes this point of contention and she's such a contradiction too like as the seasons go by and then you you know you get the flashbacks with the young mary and how she didn't want to put I, her kids in the life we'll and say all this your mary's fucking badass oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she didn't she didn't want vaguely mm-hmm. uncomfortable with dean's like holy shit mom's a babe it's mm-hmm. a bit weird yeah. Yeah. But then equally with the because it's Dean that goes back initially, isn't it? He's mm-hmm. trying to stop so the angel send him back to stop Mary from making the deal. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Cohen's John is dying and then this deal's made, but then Mary's a web, whatever. But then there is a moment somewhere where Sam and Dean go back. Yeah. And Sam gets all choked up about seeing his mum. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that always sat funny with me. That would be like me sitting my kid down with his grandma. He's not going to give a fuck because he doesn't know this person. He has no attachment to them, no relationship, no nothing to expect him to get emotional would well, be strange but you've got to remember too you, like like you said you made that conscious decision not to have not to put the grief on john did so no matter what sam can sam can push back as much as he wants against john but i'm sure i felt that that would have been he would not know what to do with that moment and i think knowing sam and everything that's been wrapped up in his up to that point all of the stuff that's been going on, I think that would have resonated with him. I think he would have been like, oh God, what the fuck? You know, like she's right here and I've never had this opportunity. And what do I, what do I do? What do I say? How do I act? You know, I could, Yeah. I think that, I think that worked. But again, what he was given, what he was dealt, what he was handed is a lot different than a parent or yeah. a family member choosing not to saddle their their kid with all of this baggage of this person. So I think that that I think that that makes sense. I think even, you know, like Dean, like Dean, I think the first time he goes back, he's like, just promise me you won't go. Like that's all he's worried about is what do I do to make sure she doesn't do this. She doesn't die. Like, you know, like that was his, that became a thing for him, you know? And I think they tried a which couple is, times and it didn't work. <laughs> which is weird because as a child of the eighties, I feel like he definitely would have seen back to the future and he would know that if you fuck the timeline like that, things don't exist. I haven't but seen I think back they to the were, future, I, but I'm I aware that's okay a thing. With that. I, I mean, they've even said that before. I think that was in, yeah, when Sam and Dean had come back and they were trying again to like, make sure that say nobody was like neither one of them was born just to change the timeline like they were yeah. okay with that you know at the end of the day 
they're not going to know they're not going to exist. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what's the difference? You true. know, So I think that that's, that's where it became always this, because you were talking about it. I, and I think when we get flashbacks of, I think it's the heaven episode where Sam and Dean keep going into different versions of heaven and you see how much Dean was the fixer. Cause I think you mentioned that in the conversation we had, Dean was the fixer when they were, when he was with his mom and dad. So even back then his role was fixing yeah. things. And again, I think bits and pieces get, as time goes by, you forget, you forget about the stuff that's not all that great. And you maybe hold on to just the good memories just because it's easier sometimes that way. Um, but he did yeah. that a lot. He fixed, he fixed things. And I think when Mary comes back, he was trying to do the same thing. He was trying to fix it and you can't fix it. I will say I do the symbol, like Mary in general, you know, the Virgin mother and all that, and then bringing her back and showing that she didn't know what the fuck she was doing <laughs> was, I guess, you know, I can get behind that. It was, it's, it, it's, I think at least authentic in terms of she wouldn't necessarily have just been the best mom ever. Um, and would have known all of the needs of her kids and would have been able to meet them where they were at. So, but yeah, it yeah. was, it was a lot, I think, to put on Mary. And she kind of just, she really just was this foil, I think, for the boys, as a lot of, I think, the females are um, yep. in the show. But I think they tried to make her more rounded but in the end it's just I just got more pissed off at her like the more she because I just wanted I was like I just want somebody to take care of Dean just 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 be there for him just that's all he wanted you know just if he says that's what that he wanted just just do that for him like you know just yeah just be available if he calls pick up the phone like at the end of the day you're you're the mom whether you want it or not you're in this situation like do a little momming just a little bit and just a small small mom please didn't and yeah that that scene when like she had to leave and she did it a couple times Ugh. and seeing how dean reacted to her was very visceral and very i felt that a lot and i think maybe that might have been feelings i've had but like maybe not with my mom but maybe with my dad of that not being totally there you know what i mean yep. like just not having that connection wanting it really badly not having it not knowing how to do the thing you need to do to make this person want to be around <laughs> and want to yep. be present and then realizing i don't know if he ever got that i hope he did at some point that it wasn't about him that he had to let that he go did. you know he did he was driving off at the end of 1519 he was driving off yeah. to <laughs> i hope so i hope so great. i really feel that Okay, so this is normally the part of any given podcast where we would go, hey, our sponsor today is, but we ain't sponsored. So we just have some uh, causes, some charities that we'd like to um, bring to your attention, point you in the direction of if you feel able or willing to donate to them. We have three main sort of causes, inverted commas, that we're uh, uh, promoting feels like the wrong word, but like signposting, highlighting, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. So the first one is um, to do with the conflict in Ukraine, the Russian invasion unlawfully of Ukraine. So we would just like to draw your attention to World Central Kitchen, which, as it sounds like, is, um, you know, helping to feed people that are affected by this conflict. Um, you know, although it's dropped out of the media quite a bit now, there's still a hell of a lot of people in the Ukraine that are trapped, that are cut off you know, that are struggling for food and water and basic supplies. So that's what that charity is there for. We have Kids Save, which again, as the name suggests, is looking out for the children that are affected um, by this. I mean, conflict feels like the wrong word. It's, you know, it's um, an unlawful invasion. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids Save. And then we have, if you don't want to sort of, if you don't feel you can or want to commit to just one single charity, we also have a link to the global giving page for the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, which obviously is then split between various different places that it needs to go. It's sort of the global equivalent of a GoFundMe or a Just Giving page. So we have that. And then for those of you that are in the US and, oh, Lord, we know it's hard right now. We do. 
So we have the um, Mums Demand Action, Ending Gun Violence, um, the Sandy Hook Promise, Advocate for Gun Regulation in Your State, wherever you may be. We have the American Civil Liberties Union, which is, you know, basic human rights. Come on, people. Like, I, it, it doesn't feel like it should be this hard, but somebody needs to give your government a kick up the ass and be like, mm-hmm. hey, it's not this hard. You're making it harder than it is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, vote.gov. You know, look up the voting regulations in your state, in your area. Find out what you need to do. Be informed. Be prepared, because that is the best way to enact any kind of change. And that doesn't just go for the US, that goes for the UK, anywhere else. Educate yourself. Know what you need to do so nobody can catch you out. Last cause, definitely not least, LGBT, LGBTQ plus people. My folks, we are under attack. There's no easy way to say it. There's no nice way to say it. People want us dead, yo. It's really heavy in the US. It's coming in the UK, you know. And it's fucking hard. There's no one cause fits all for this. There's nothing particularly global. And to be honest, I didn't really want to signpost to any, you know, causes that are fighting against this. I want to bring this down more to people. You know, we're not just, we're not a statistic. Everyone's a person. So the causes I want to signpost are, Switchboard LGBT in the UK and the Trevor Project in the USA. And they are both um, services where you can reach out, you can be connected to people to talk to, you know, it's hard. We need to come together, guys. So if you need to talk to somebody, if you need help, if you are not safe where you are, these charities will help you, you know, reach out to them, even if it's just someone to talk to, even if it's just someone to go, this fucking sucks. If you need that help, reach out as well. For anyone outside of the US and the UK, I'd like to draw your attention to the Trevor Project. Again, they have resources for international LGBTQ plus people, youth. We know that as much as it's hard in our countries, it's a hell of a lot harder in some other countries and it's not easy to come out. It's not easy to be safe. So take a look at that link for some resources, some places to go for help, some ideas of how to keep yourself safe. So again, it's not a sponsor. We wish we had a nice fun sponsor to bring you, but we know that it's hard and we just want to point you in the direction of help for others if you can give it and help for yourself if you need it. So back to the podcast, I guess. So here's, here's my problem with the Mary resurrection thing. So first of all, it's Max of, oh fuck, we don't have a plan for the next season. Bollocks, quick bring his mom back mm-hmm. and I've never been able to work out because what she ultimately ended up being as much as her memory was a beating stick for John when they were growing up her actual person just ends up being another thing to beat Dean around the head with she's not yeah. a mum in any sense of the word and he naturally a bereaved child who mm-hmm. has, albeit they hammer onto his memories of his mum, like, I, you, your memory from childhood is spotty at best. Yeah. Um, and. But it's residual know, mommy issues, like, regardless, like, yeah. that's what it becomes. It's a mommy issue that he that's has to it. deal with, like you said. Yeah. So, and Sam, too, and then, even though, again, I wish they had, like, spent a little more time. I think they do a little bit, but I feel like it would have been really interesting to go through that a little bit more with the both of them. And I know they do, but it's almost like more Dean and Sam just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But she just, she just, like I said, she, her memory was a beating stick for John. Mm -hmm. And then her actual self, it just seemed like another way to torture Dean. And I've never been able to work out because if it was just Chuck that had made that decision, I would have been like, He's 100% fucking with him. 100% fucking with Dean. But because it was Chuck and Amara, and they're like, oh, we're going to give you back what you want most. I think it was just Amara that made that decision. Yeah. It seems like that's coming from a good place, a generous place. But then I'm like, you're supposed to be omnipotent. You can't see how fucked up this is going to turn out. Why would you do this? 
Yeah. I don't know. Give him a lifetime subscription to a fucking burger joint or something, you know? Mm-hmm. What? Like, why can't you see how terribly, terribly bad this is going to turn out in the end? They so then- have a discussion in season 15, Dean and Amara do about it. And I can't, I just remember not really being happy with whatever her reasoning was, was like, I, I wanted, I wanted you to see, I guess, see her for all her flaws or whatever, or see that she wasn't this thing. It's like, but you know, don't you think really like they've, they have worked through some of that because, you know, he knows it. He just doesn't want to talk about it. He literally confronts Mary about it. And I don't know if that was supposed to be the cathartic moment, like when they're in the dream space and he's like, I hate you, but I love you and all that stuff. But it doesn't, yeah, it, it didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. No, it, it didn't. It was, like I said, first and foremost, I apologize. I can hear my voice going, guys. <laughs> first and foremost, it 100% was like, oh, shit, we don't have a, a, a thing for the next season. Fuck. Um, we'll bring Mary back. That's a fucking goal. I'd like, how'd they get to Mary before they got to Adam? Jesus. <laughs> oh no, they needed they needed Lucifer to bust the cage to get Adam out because yeah, no, mm-hmm. but still. And then like Dean has happy memories of his mum being a child. So we can sit here and debate, did Mary and John have the best marriage? Probably not. But it doesn't look like she was a bad parent right. to Dean. Mm-hmm. And certainly that little, you know, two minutes you get with her when she's putting Sam to bed in the pilot. It is in the pilot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks like, you know, she's very attentive and very sweet and that's a nice moment and she's got a little brother and I've done very, very similar things with my own children. So, but it, like, if you take that nice, wholesome family image and Dean's like, you sung Hey Jude and you made me this when I was sick and blah, 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 blah. Fair enough. Okay. But then she comes back and then she just seems to forget. And I'm like, babes, you're a, you're a mum for life. You get to check out of that, unfortunately. And maybe, maybe I'm projecting a little bit there. My children are both, one is 10 and one is four. So I'm still in the trenches, as it were, <laughs> like, you know, up to my heart, up to my elbows in mothering. Mm-hmm. But you don't just stop when they turn 18, you don't just go, well, fucking figure it out, guys. You're still a mum. I was, um, I was 22 when my mum passed away. And I would still, up until, like, up until she got sick. And I I was, I was 22 when she got sick and I turned 23 very shortly after she passed away. But like, up until her getting sick, I would still be calling her and be like, mum, how do I do this? And what do Mm -hmm. I do about this? And mom, this and this. And I'm sure, you know, I realize your relationship with your parents is slightly different, but I imagine you probably still go to your mom and be like, do you know this? Oh, or you yeah. call your dad and be like, I have a technical issue. Yeah. Your dad seems like the kind of dad you call for like a flat or something. Yeah. You, don't you need to get something deep... fixed or you don't know how to like, yeah. do something around the house or something like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you don't you don't stop parenting when they turn 18. It just changes. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you take, you take a step back maybe and you, you send them out into the world and you hope that all the things you've tried to teach them and that they didn't listen to, they internalize a little bit of it and you send them out and, mm-hmm. you know, but you're still, you're always there. You're always in their corner. My mom used to say to me, especially when like bad things were happening in my life. And she'd be like, I'm standing right behind you. I've got you. Mm. I'll hold you up. It's fine. We'll do this, whatever the problem was. But Mary just, she was like, oh no, I was dead and now I'm alive and I must fuck off and mm-hmm. figure my shit out. And I'm like, baby, no, yeah, no, you, we all have issues. Okay. I have I have been very vocal in real life and on this podcast about my mental health issues, but I don't get to check out of being a mom just because I'm having a shit time. I'm still, I'm still mom. You know, I might say things like just one hug to my kids because, you know, if I'm having a really bad time, I'm like fucking nothing touch me, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But I would never like 
not hug my kids. You mm-hmm. know, I would be mm-hmm. like, I'll give you one hug. I'll give you like a quick hug or whatever. So we've all been there. We've all had shit to work through, but you don't just get to fuck off. Yeah. Do you, you think know? that that's, I mean, because again, I know that in any instance and situation, you could see parts of, I think, Sam and Dean and John and Mary at different times, but the running away thing, do you think that's a, that's a Sam thing too, that they were trying to, I don't know, do a parallel like for trying to, about trying to draw between. Yeah. yeah. Because Maybe. I know Dean was always worried about people just leaving him. And is that the thing that they were like leaning into heavily? Like, because Sam had run off and, you know, maybe it was just like, well, you know, maybe this is the thing that, you know, Mary just does when she just doesn't, I don't know if it's not one to deal. Cause I know with Sam, it was different. It was because he just didn't want the life. Mary mm. apparently didn't want the life, but kept coming back to the life, you know? So it's like, she was trying to, I think, run away from something she couldn't run away from either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure if you're brought back from the dead after like 30 years, therapy. You have, you <laughs> you can need have therapy. some issues. Yeah, to work yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like yeah, there's soul searching going to be going on. But I don't like but do it around family. Know that family's yeah. there. Don't push them away. If you need space, tell Just them you need space. Chat. And I know she said she said that, but the way she said it and did it was the absolute worst way to do it. Yeah, you can't. Them. You can't say, I need space as you got two feet out the door. Yeah. Like, that is a conversation mm-hmm. that needs to happen before you get there. You need to be like, I am having an existential crisis because I'm supposed to be dead. So, mm-hmm. um, I need to just take a minute and figure out what the fuck is going on with me. And I'm still here. Mm-hmm. But I just need a minute. And I think if she'd have said to the the boys, I need a minute, they would have been more inherently respectful of her need for space rather than her just effectively vanishing and then they're trying to track her down. Yeah, it was open-ended. Like, yeah. 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 Are you okay? Are you alive? And Dean what was reaching out and wasn't getting responses back and Sam was like, you know, Dude, mom says she needs space. You know, give her this. And you know, I just Dean's it was, not good with space. No, no, no. Dean's, no. Dean's not good with space. No. Which I suppose, if you think about it, everybody he's loved in his life has left him in one way or another. Mm-hmm. His mom left at four. That is how you would rationalize that because a four-year-old has no concept of death. Mm-hmm. So it's mom. Mom left. Mom left me. Mm-hmm. And then John left him. Well, mm-hmm. no, and then Sam left him, mm-hmm. and then John left him, mm-hmm. and then he got Sam back. But then Sam's been spotty on the whole together forever thing. Sam's mm-hmm. walked out a few times, and then John died. Well, mm-hmm. it, I suppose you could say he committed suicide. Really, he was like, eh, "My life for his, whatever." So John left again. Yeah, you know, Bob. Bobby died, mm-hmm. which we can't hold against Bobby. That was an accident, but still, no, but still, loss. You know, another loss. It's a big loss. Yeah. So I get, I get it. Dean is not great with space because the people that he gives space to tend to not come back. Yeah. So I get, I get it. Yeah. But again, if she just sat them down and had a conversation, it wouldn't have been, you know, like, even if, even if, as a parent, get my little soapbox out. I hate this soapbox. I hate going as a mother. But even if, as a mother, you have to hold your hands up and go, I actually cannot mum right now. Okay, I'm fucking insane. I'm supposed to be dead, but I'm here. Like, I got to eat food and drink water, and it sucks. I was having a nice time. I cannot mum this moment. I need you to give me space. If she'd have just said that, it would have been okay. Yeah. I mean, Dean probably still would have freaked out because he does that. Mm-hmm. But you just, you got to have a conversation about it. You yeah. cannot just fuck off. And then to find out that she fucked off and then she was hunting while she was fucked off. Like, she wasn't even dealing with the shit. Yeah. She was burying it on the monsters. The Winchester tradition, I think. I think that's where she's more like Dean. Yeah. I mean, I think her and Dean do that. You know, like, that's how they cope. They get it. They they use the hunting. 
to cope yeah. or, or to just not and, cope or just not, not pay attention and not deal with it kind of stuff. The avoidance tactic. Yeah. And then there was that whole funeral with the, with the kid that she saved or she was humming with him or mm-hmm. something. And mm-hmm. like, she, she basically just traded in the boys for this other guy. And mm-hmm. I was like, baby, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. But again, again, if the writer's, could have thought of something else we could have avoided this whole fucking mess yeah and they just kept using her again and again like dangling her like now she's in apocalypse world and then like you know when they finally did kill her off again like in season 14 it was just another then it was this um division between um you know dean and jack and Cass, basically and like that you know like that had to create another whole issue and yeah she's always used, used for plot yeah yeah She's always, she's either the carrot or the stick, always. Oh, we have to open up the portal because mum's in apocalypse world and we have to go get her back. Yeah. You know? Oh, Jack had a moment and blew her (laughs) up. That's such a nice one. Jack had a moment. Do you know what? It Didn't it seem like an overreaction, though? Like, he'd been around for a while. I feel like he had a good handle on his powers. And then he suddenly blew somebody up. And he'd never blown anybody up before that point. Yeah. It feels like an overreaction. Yeah, it did. But again, like, if we're following along with, if this was still Chuck, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily going to make sense that it would happen again. Because I The thing is, though. Yeah. The thing is, though, that's the best thing the writers have ever done. Oh, yeah. Because everything's suspicious now. Was Mm -hmm. it Chuck? Or mm-hmm. did it really happen like that? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but again, she died to cause a conflict between Dean mm-hmm. and Jack. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dean was much more reasonable about her death the second go around. <laughs> he was like, well, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I'm mature now, I'm not far. Well, but, like, I he was know. Much- I, I, I feel like he, but then it became this whole, like, again, it was back to like, Jack is evil. You know, Jack is, you know, like there was, again, it was a 180 on Dean yeah. like he was all about like no now we've got to contain him you know um and then yeah. that became then he was like you know it was Cass's fault for not telling them that these things were starting to happen oh it was because Jack was little by little using up his soul right I think that's what it was a little bit of soul that he had he just kept using it like to save this person or to do this or to do that oh, and then yeah yeah I think that's where she, they she, probably- I know I know she was yeah. She was nagging him, wasn't she? And but he was nagging like, oh, literally oh, for nope. like, you know, five seconds. Like, you know, because she, again, she was trying to parent. That's when she decided to parent. And that was not a good call, mm. Mary. You didn't need to start parenting then. Like, maybe save the parenting for the, <laughs> for Sam and Maybe. Dean. But okay. Maybe right. don't parent all, all babes <laughs> because your kids are past needing a parent now and you forfeited all your rights to be a parent when you went, no, nah, I got to go work my own shit out. So I was bye. Yeah. And then didn't take their calls. Yeah. You know? It was just, oh, it's, it, looking, it's, it's just a mess the way that they, I think, again, I love the show, but it's just sometimes when you deep dive into how they position different chess pieces here to get this reaction and this reaction, it can be very, it could not be very character. It's not true to character a lot of times, but no. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it helped that they changed a lot of the crew. So like writers, showmen, directors, well, and things Dab like that. was the yeah, Dab was the one that started show running around Mary and British Men of Letters season twelve. Like he was always a writer off and on. But yeah, he became like one of the show writers with um Robert Singer in twenty twelve. Yeah. And that's when I think it really started to go weird and like not as many great not as many great episodes um and more just like this is what we're doing okay yeah that's it somebody needed like somewhere in supernatural headquarters they needed like a really big wall of everything that had happened before so you could have some fucking continuity just a little bit they just have to look at the wiki. That's all you have to do. Like you don't the even have to do the work. There. It's all there. Yeah. Like just try the not to have done things, it for you guys. Have things line up. Or but again, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like, absurd. you know, if if 
if they'd have had a continuity, you know, on the on the set of The Hobbit, they probably had it for Lord of the Rings as well, but it was never referenced. But on the set of The Hobbit, they had someone whose whole fucking job was continuity. Mm-hmm. That was their whole job. That's all they did. They get, it was really cute. They were called Victoria and they gave out Victoria Cross medals for actors who contributed to their own continuity. So like, <laughs> you know, they remembered what parts of their costume they were or were not supposed to be wearing or they brought the right prop or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was cute. But like, if they'd have had the the wall of continuity, they could have been like, hey, you remember in every single fucking previous season, Dean has never left Sam ever, 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 even once. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's not have him abandon him in the vampire cave. Yeah. Maybe. You know? But my oh. my issue with that, and I mean, we'll talk about it more another time, is that Andrew Dabb, it's not like he, he just showed up. Like, I think he's been around since season four. Like, I think he's been a writer, that contributor. Been around a long time. So he, it's not like he didn't know himself. Um, he probably contributed to a lot of those storylines that dealt with, you know, them going back, uh, time traveling, you know, like Mary and stuff like that. So it's, that part's frustrating. Mm. Um, I'm just yeah. going to interject here briefly, listeners. If in the next sort of couple of minutes you hear an ungodly cacophony from my end, it's because one of my cats has curled up on my bed and the other cat has come over to groom her head which on the surface of it is unbearably cute he's being the best brother but she fucking hates it and she will tolerate it for a very small period of time before she will get up and smack him in the face and I don't know when that limit is going to come so just if suddenly you hear a lot of yelling and like cat yelling and like stuff being thrown everywhere it's because she's had enough although I will say he has left her alone now to sit down next to her and clean his leg. Just mm. just one leg. Just I suppose you can only clean one leg at a time anyway, can't you? <laughs> but he has left her face alone for now. But he does do this to her periodically and she hates it every time. And she whoops his ass every time. And he's like, nope, I'm gonna carry on anyway. Pro- what the fuck are you doing? Okay. You know what we can do? We could probably do some last last thoughts on Mary. And then that way maybe we might avoid the <laughs> the impending cat cat battle. That's about to ensue. I have to say, it's it's my tabby cat, and she has resting bitch face anyway. <laughs> and then it's it's my big fat boy cat. And he's curled up like next to her, and his face is in her face, effectively. Asking, and I can yeah, just see her. For it. Yeah. She's got like I can only see one of her eyes, but it's it's like half open and she's glaring at him. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't moved yet. But it's imminently gonna happen. Are the ears imminently gonna what happen? position are the ears? Oh, the the ears are up, they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. The ears are up, they're paying attention. She's she's fully aware of what he's doing. <laughs> I don't like anybody li- listening out there who might have a tiny soft spot for Jinx, the, the podcast mascot. Don't feel bad for him. Do not feel bad for him. He does this all the time. And she I, she whoops his ass every time. And he keeps doing it. And also, I have two girl cats, Xena and another a tuxedo cat called Whiskey. And he's like double their size. He's a big boy. And what he'll do is he'll wait for them to get somewhere soft. And wait for them to warm it up. And then he comes and just stands over them. And he's oh, much he bigger than them. Spot? Does he want the spot? And he comes... Yeah, he comes and he looms over them mm. and they go crazy and they hiss and they swat at him. But eventually they leave and then he really smugly settles down in the warm spot. So he's okay. He wants to get hurt so that he can get, <laughs> get the he's spoils. Fine. <laughs> he's fine with the consequences of his actions. So do not feel bad for him. He's an oh, asshole. Man. And he's got like he's settled down now. They're both kind of like, you know, like bagel curled. Oh, they're just like... Mm-hmm. Just everything's all tucked in. Yeah. So an argument might still happen because she's still got her eyes open, glaring at him like, "You suck so much." <laughs> so yeah, just a little 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 detour on my cats there. But yes, final thoughts on Mary. I suppose actually, before we do final thoughts, it's worth shouting out as we always do when we do these character dives. Sam Smith, what a fucking legend that woman is. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she is really good, and I think she played like obviously she only had like a little bit in the pilot and then like more so when mary came back of course 
but she gave Mary a lot of character and a lot mm-hmm. of depth mm-hmm. with a character that was kind of kind of ambiguous from a character study perspective. She could have gone a lot of ways. Yeah. Because she was she was reincarnated. So you couldn't tie her down to how she was in the pilot or the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. She could have done anything. And I think Mary brought a really great depth to the character. And as we keep saying with these people, I can't see anybody else playing her. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta like with with John, fucking hate John, love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Fucking hate Mary. Love Sam Smith. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've She's I've grown amazing. to appreciate her more too, just like watching the cons and like listening to her talk about the character too, you know, and so there's there's definitely um a lot of layers to her. It's just at the end of the day, you want the boys to get a little something good at the end of the day, right? Like that's all I think yeah. that's all we want. And just not to be disappointed again. <laughs> the thing is you can't give them because they have like a family meal and stuff, but obviously it's not gonna bring the same yeah. in your thirties as it would have done when you were four. Yeah. Yeah. I will say as much as as much as I don't like the whole thing with the Pearl and Dean's wish, seeing them enjoy that family meal is very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Because they do like I give a fuck about John and Mary. Don't care. But Sam and Dean seem to be genuinely enjoying it. And you can yeah. tell Jared and Jensen are genuinely enjoying mm-hmm. messing about with yeah. Sam and Jeff as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a cat update. He's put his foot on her foot. <laughs> I don't know why. I can only assume I have the world's only masochist cat. I don't She's grooming herself, so she's got, like, her back paws out a little bit, and he's put one of his paws on, like, her back, like, ankle. Mm. And then he's just settled his head on it. You know, like, you put your arm under your head to go to sleep. Yeah. That's what he's done. Mm. Oh, God, there's going to be such an argument. There is. It's like watching a car crash. <laughs> but, yes, final thoughts on... On, I'm sorry, she sniffed his head and now I'm really... Oh, no, she's grooming his head now. Oh, I could still change nice. at any moment. <laughs> Absolutely, she will bite him. It's cute because they genuinely do not like each other. Like, the girls do not like Jinx mm. at all, really. And they will hiss at him and they will swat at him and they don't want anything to do with him. But every so often, they're just like grooming each other's little foreheads. Aww. It's the cutest fucking thing. It's Aww. the cutest thing. Oh, they, they, this this could have a happy ending. They could snuggle up together. It might not, but it could do. I'll keep you updated. But yeah, so final final thoughts on Mary is that she just kind of sucks. She's not outright abusive in the same way that I would argue John is. Um, but she just, frankly, she didn't have a reason to exist after the pilot. You know, they did that cute little like throwback to her when the they go back to the, the house mm-hmm. in Lawrence mm-hmm. and um Mizari's there. Yep. And that's cute. And Mary comes and rescues them from the spirit, and that's that's nice. Um, but then they're kind of like later to rest there because she was like Mizari was like, Oh yeah, she expended all her energy to to save her boys and mm-hmm. they could have left it there. You know, she did not need to come back. Yeah. But I suppose when you have 15 have years angst, of a show, <laughs> you gotta... yeah, you run out of ideas, don't you? That's yeah. that's what it comes down to. You run out of ideas. But um no, I think terrible terrible moming in general. I don't think she's a bad person. I just think she's flawed. Mm-hmm. But yes. Very heavily dislike the character. Not for me, I'm afraid. One day, we'll do one of these character dives where I don't end up going, and I fucking hate them. <laughs> you know, I don't think I hated Castiel. I didn't hate Rowena either. Maybe it's just the, the Winchester. I think that it's I, don't just, like. I think the parents really in general. I think we just have had a lot of discussion about that. And yeah, I think once we get into some of the other characters, I, I don't think we're going to have the same 
no. same feeling. I think we've gotten most of the ones that we really just don't like, maybe out of the way. Same, same dislike. <laughs> dislike. I don't have a problem with Adam. I have a problem with what the writers did with yeah. him. Yeah. And all my problems with Adam link back into my problems with John anyway. <laughs> so I'm just like, you could genuinely, if if the if the tagline should be Winchester's We Need Therapy, you could gen you could have another tagline that was It's John's fault. <laughs> that would cover like ninety percent of the problems. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Now they're playing patty cake. They're not really playing pie cake. You remember being little and you'd have like a like a fight to see whose hand ended yeah. up on top of the other uh-huh. hand. That's what they're doing right now. That's what's happening, Aww. but with feet. Oh, how cute. She's winning um, <laughs> by virtue of him just being a big old weirdo. And that, I suppose, wraps up this deep dive into Mary Winchester and the unfortunately unsatisfying conclusion of are my cats going to fight or not because as it stands at the moment we appear to be in a good place so any final thoughts you want to add about mary sandra no just that i like that her middle name is sandra (laughs) that's all I i looked at the wiki it says yeah i remember dean like that's one of the first things he says to her in like season 12 he's like your name is mary sandra and i was like oh Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I did not know that. That is and she's born in December, as I am. So yeah. December the fifth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, so, I don't... that's all. Those are the two saving graces for, <laughs> for Mary on my end. I don't know what Diana and Samuel were on, but Mary Sandra does not go together. Sandra is a lovely name. I'm not knocking your name in any capacity. No, it doesn't but go it doesn't together go with at all. Mary. It makes me wonder who was named Sandra in on whose side of the family, if that's what they're going with. Like, that's just my only question. So, yeah. Is there a... Is there I don't think they ever that? say, like... Yeah. Well, we can, we can look at that and figure that out. It can always be a little extra thing. But, um, yeah. Those are my only two saving graces. I was looking that up and I remembered that. Ted's like, oh, he said your name. I'm like, I know. He said Sandra. <laughs> did he say Sandra or did he say Sandra? Sandra? I can't remember. But I'm like, if he said Sandra, we're, we're good. If it was a little bit off, but oh, well, what are you going to do? But yeah. Well, there we, there we go. That's we go. very, very cool. Yeah. So if you would like to give us all of your thoughts and opinions on Mary Winchester and the fact that I only have two good things to say about her, which are directly related back to me. Please reach out. Let us know what you think about Mary. What did we get off in your opinion? What do you, what is your deep dive about the character? Let us know. Um, so reach out to us. You can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are idling in the letter D Impala. We have a Discord channel. We'll put some information in the description. If you want to reach out, pop in that way. Um, it's still new. We're not necessarily all that discord in the know, but again, it's just a thing that we're trying out. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, if you want to reach out to me, um, you can read some of my fan fiction on AO3. My username is Drasna on Twitter. I am S Kyle writes. That's S K Y L E W R I T E S. And if you'd want to reach out or learn about some of my, um, original fiction, you can visit my website at sandrakyle.com. Lots of Sandras. So many Sandras, but nothing matches. Nothing matches. Nothing matches. Do you know? Okay. So I am the agent of chaos in all things apart from this. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. I am Carly Karma. If you want to take a look at anything I've posted up on AO3, there's been a bit of a dry spell. Um, I'm working on some stuff. I'm working on some stuff. But you can also find me on AO3 also with Carly Karma. It's the same profile picture in both places. So if you think, hey, I wonder if there's more than one person with a weird spelled name. Same profile picture. It's me. And just for reference, however you think Carly might be spelled, it's probably not. So it's K-A-R-L-E-E and then Karma as you would spell it normally. So reach out to us, drop us a tweet or a message on Twitter, send us an email. What do you think about Mary? Do you think she is god's gift to mothers all over the place or do you agree with us that she kind of sucks and i did just realize as well but i covered it really 
quite well in our Men of Letters episode, which is another reason I hate Mary, is that she fucking teams up against the boys and makes them lie to each other. Oh, fuck you, Mary. You suck. But I definitely covered that in the in the British mm-hmm. Men of Letters episode, mm-hmm. so we don't need to rehash that argument. <laughs> so for now, we will say, all is calm on the cat front. The, everybody's paws are still touching, but nobody appears to be mad about it. Good. So the cats are calm. And we are done with this episode. So thank you very much for joining us in the back seat, guys. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.